0: Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. That's did you have turkey? Did. Yeah? Did you? Yeah, we had this awesome thing my brother-in-law David made. Uh, it was turkey roulade or something. Uh-huh. It was like... Rolled up? Yeah, it was rolled up with bacon on the outside and mushroom stuffing in the middle, and it was excellent. Fantastic. It was really quite delicious. Oh,
1: I'm glad. David yeah. enjoys cooking. Yeah, what did you have? Just... Turkey. Just like turkey on a plate? Turkey, dressing... Mm-hmm which in California we call stuffing. Oh. But maybe it's not really dressing? stuffing. Dressing. Dressing to me is like in a bottle uh, uh, dressing to other people. So dressing is is that. Yeah. But dressing like to other people salad. is also kind of a stuffing like concoction. No, that's stuffing. Well, that can all, people also call that stuffing. It's definitely stuffing.
0: It's not dressing. But who would so- call it dressing? Dumb buggers, that's who. <laughs> no. Dumb no. buggers would no, call it dressing. No, no. No? My Why not? Uh,
1: Memphis family calls it dressing. Do they Southerners, listen to this show? No. Okay. Southerners call it dressing. What do you want from me? I don't know. Uh, but we had dressing. We yeah. had uh, Brussels sprouts. Okay. Asparagus. Brussels sprouts. I made some pumpkin caramels. Did you? Yes. I made deviled eggs, and they might
0: have been the most disgusting deviled eggs in the history of everything. Wow. Yeah, they were horrible. That- how, do you, how do you counteract too much salt? I accidentally put too much salt into the yolk mixture. Uh huh. How do you counteract too much salt? It's hard to counteract it. You have to add more stuff. Yeah, we tried adding some more stuff, but we had run out of eggs. Uh huh. So we couldn't add more eggs. What else did you put in the deviled eggs? Well, I, what I did was I, I added a little bit of sugar, actually. That doesn't work. It actually did work. Did it? It counteracted the salt, but it made the stuff taste kind of sweetish. Uh huh. And we added some spices. I mean, it was just a weird flavor. So it, it didn't work. What else do you put in your
1: deviled eggs? Mostly mayonnaise and mustard, salt and pepper. Mayonnaise, mustard, salt and pepper. Maybe That's, a little bit more mustard would work. Maybe. But it, then it might have been too much. We tried that too. And that helped a little bit. It's hard to counteract salt. It is. It's very, it's very, very difficult. It's very
0: difficult. Welcome to <laughs> Fill Me In, episode 127. Full of salt.
1: You cannot (laughs) counteract us. We are
0: all salt. We have a
1: a special, awesome guest today. We do, and we have a couple of other things, and we're going to get to it right after the holiday version of (laughs) fill me in. Very subtle, yeah, but but there is a difference. If you listen
0: closely, there's sleigh bells. (laughs) I mean, they're really far away. But if, you should rewind it and listen again. See if you can find the sleigh bells. You should. Yeah. If you can count how many sleigh bells were there, you get uh, nothing. Viewer mail. Opening it up. We have one viewer mail this one week. One viewer mail. It comes to us from our friend Tyler Hinman. Tyler Hinman. Insert kick-ass nickname here. Tyler says, Vuvuzela Penis would be an excellent name for an experimental rock band. Viewer mail. Closing it up.
1: So... Who do we have on the show today?
0: Today we have a very special guest on the show. It is our dear friend, XOP. XOP. This is my father, my father, Joseph Simmet. Here he is to talk about the evolution of language, pronunciation that bothers him, anything else that uh, brings around a state of irritability. I don't know. (laughs)
2: They're making fun of me already. No,
0: we're not making fun of you. Because we we are not. Nice. It's all in love. We adore you. Yes. We—you're we, awesome.
1: We all—we got into a big discussion. Of, what did we get into a big discussion about?
0: Well, we get into discussions all the time. The most recent one, I, I think, was it near miss? Was that the most recent near miss? Near miss—the phrase near miss. Uh, it was in a. Was it in a puzzle? I don't even
1: remember where it was. Was near miss the answer or the clue? I don't remember. But I used the phrase near miss as something that. Misses something else. And everybody else said to me, no, near miss is a miss that didn't happen. It was a, it's a near miss, so it's a hit. Well,
2: I think you were right. Thank you.
1: <laughs> and good night.
2: Yeah. Right? I mean, I think we may be misusing it, but that's, that's how I've always misused it.
1: I, I, because I think that you describe
0: you use near miss to mean something that doesn't that is not impact. So a car accident that didn't happen is a near miss. That's right. And that it's, it's not it's not a hit. near
2: hit. It should be a near hit, but no one says that was a near hit.
1: So this goes into the other thing. Well, so if, okay. Th- th- this goes into the other thing that if something is incorrect, but the majority of speakers use it incorrectly does it eventually become correct? Never. Never. <laughs> Never. So Never. You,
0: you would insist then that near miss has always meant no contact? Has no, always no, me- no, no, no,
2: no, no. I, I concede that I maybe have been misusing it all this time. Will you stop misusing it now? I don't know. You don't I mean, <laughs> I, I'm very inconsistent about this. What what disturbs me is the the rapid deterioration of language based on ignorance, not on evolution. And I think that it goes along with the anti-intellectual mood in the the country, if not the world. I mean, Sarah Palin says refudiate, and when she's called on it, she's proud of herself for having invented a new word. That's so
0: American, to invent a new word. I mean... Now, listen, I'm not a Sarah Palin supporter, but it is kind of American to invent new words. That's how American English has evolved over well, time. Well, then you can. We start... We don't speak the King's English you anymore. You can
2: start using refudiate. I don't plan. No, no, no. Wrong.
0: You misunderstand. I don't plan to use refudiate. I prefer to use real words. But a lot of the words we use, I mean. What was it, 500 years ago? 400 years? I mean, nobody lived here. And uh, Listen
2: to you who didn't like the word ginormous.
0: I hated the word ginormous. Well, no, 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 no. I hated the word ginormous in the puzzle being defined, being clued with something that made it sound like it was cluing a standard common English word.
2: Well, it's been
0: used for 50 years or more. Why
2: shouldn't it be standard and common? It by should now? be.
0: I have been proven wrong on this point. I still claim, though, that the clue suggested. Humongous, enormous, large, gigantus—no, that's not a word. But
2: speaking of ginormous,
0: uh, yes.
2: Why don't we say gigabyte?
0: Why don't we say gigabyte? Well, well, they both I, start with G-I, and 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 that's gigantic. That's this is interesting. We we I saw a Facebook post uh, last week from John Delphin, uh, and and he was complaining about uh, television shows that use words wrong, and why don't they have fact-checkers? And one of his arguments was the word G-I-B-L-E-T-S. Some part of a turkey, right? Yes, giblet. Ah, exactly, giblets. That's how I thought it was pronounced, too. And apparently on this show, they said giblets. Oh, no! Now, John complained about this on his Facebook post, and somebody else commented on there that... uh, that the dictionary now, the Merriam-Webster's Today Dictionary, Dictionary of the Moment, says that both pronunciations are acceptable.
2: Well, according to my Bible.
0: So you have a Bible. Is what is your Bible?
2: The Big Book of Beastly Mispronunciation by Charles Harrington Elster.
0: Elster. Elster.
2: And it is a fine book. Okay. The complete opinionated guide for the careful speaker. Okay. <laughs> now, he does not go Ryan, on... I want
0: you to read this book
2: before
1: the next episode. He I'm does open.
2: not go on to explain, but he does say, Giblet, not Giblet.
1: Now, what what about this book makes it your Bible? Why?
2: Well, because my daughter Allison found this book for me. Uh-huh. And she got it for me because it supported my argument about the pronunciation of flaccid, and it supported my argument about the pronunciation of dissect. And any book that does that has become my Bible. All
0: right. Now, <laughs> now these, so these, are the, these are the two cornerstones
2: of your platform, right? Those are my right? biggest pet peeves of mispronunciation. And
1: please explain your argument as to why F-L-A-C-C-I-D should be pronounced flaccid, not flaccid.
2: Because except for the stupid word soccer. Ah. Every word in the English language that has two C's before an I or an E is pronounced like K-S. Eccentric, accelerate, access, success, succinct. A C before an I or an E, like in the name Simit, is pronounced like an S-. Therefore, flaccid is K-S. The first C is not before an I or an E. It's before a C. The second C is before an I. Therefore, K-S. Flaxid. Placid has only one C in it, so uh-huh. it's pronounced like an S. But flaccid has two. And it kills me that it is ignorance. Ignorance of the commonly accepted rules of English pronunciation that has caused the change in that word and that's what i don't like i don't mind evolution and for instance the word harris well it's spelled h a r a s s anybody looking at it would say harass because that's the way it's spelled i don't object to harass instead of harris even though harris is or was the preferred pronunciation. Because that, I can see how that makes sense to pronounce it harass, But flaccid makes no sense, except that flaccid sounds flabbier than flaccid sounds.
0: So So it's, that's an onomatopoetic evolution, then?
2: Well, it could... It makes
0: the word sound like what it is. But isn't that... Then
2: they should change the spelling of it.
0: They who they who well whoever there if if
2: people can change the pronunciation they can change the spelling to who, go along. But with who's the, this they
0: who changes the pronunciation? The ignorant masses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so I
0: think that's all of you but listening at home.
1: Isn't the point of language to describe something, to convey ideas? And if flaccid conveys the idea better, why isn't that? The preferred pronunciation. Come, Why can't you accept that? How come
2: that? that only happened in the last 50 years? My Bar Mitzvah dictionary. Now we have the other Bible. This isn't my Bible. The Beastly, the Book of Beastly mispronunciations Sorry. is my Bible.
0: This is my reference.
2: And. This is dated January 4th, 1958.
0: It is. What happened at approximately January 4th,
2: 1958? That was my bar mitzvah. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it was. (laughs) And this is Webster's New Collegiate Dictionary from back then. Uh Flaccid is the only pronunciation that's listed. They don't even list flaccid. Nobody said flaccid back then. Well, 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 maybe because it usually referred to a limp... Penis, and people didn't talk about that back then. Okay. But, All right. And the other pet peeve that we mentioned earlier, which is dissect, dissect. Yep. is another one that if you know the rudiments of English, you would not pronounce dissect. It has a prefix of D-I-S, and the root is
0: S-E-C-T. Yes, I argued this exact point in the comments on our blog from last week's episode I think Alex Boisvert argued that it, it's dissect cuz that's what people say.
2: Well, they're saying it wrong. Is it nuclear because half the people in this country say nuclear? Well, no. Why not? It's
0: nuclear. But Look why at not? the spelling but of why it. Why not? Why 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 can't we say harass versus harass, but we can't say dissect versus di- I mean, why, why How is would it- you hyphenate dissect?
2: D-I hyphen S-S-E-C-T.
0: No, I would, I would hyphenate it between the S's. But well, of course, and
1: then we're, you we're have to about pronounce spoken. it. We're I, about, I just do a soft return and just put on the next line. That works too. Yeah. Um.
0: <laughs> but we're talking about the spoken word because there's no pronunciation in the printed word. So this is spoken. We're, we're, it has to be spoken for it to matter. You don't hyphenate spoken words. Uh, why isn't dissect acceptable? Why isn't dissect acceptable? Oh. oh,
2: you're giving me you're giving me pain.
0: I'm getting, I just I'm did
2: getting, that one to get to you. I'm getting I don't chest actually think pain. I don't I'm think that one. I'm getting chest pains. I mean, my aunt Betty said accessory, and now, and I thought she was a dumb bugger, and now everybody says
0: accessory. So she was pretty influential.
2: She was obviously ahead of her time. She called green peppers mangoes. My mother called them a bedroom. What? Well, wait,
1: wait. This is a whole other thing. This is a whole other thing.
2: <laughs> we were from wilkes and she grew up on the hill. And they didn't know the difference, I guess. Although subsequent research has showed that there is a green pepper that is legally called a mango. A friend of mine found it after we made fun
0: of Aunt Betty for many, many years. Now... I, uh, on another topic, uh, well, a related topic, the evolution of these words and these pronunciations, at, at what point in history do do we go back and say, okay, at, at this point it was accurate and it was correct, and anything that has changed since then is wrong?
2: Well, I would I would go back to January 4th, 1958. Okay,
0: so you go back to the Bar Mitzvah Dictionary, but you have to admit, things changed in language prior to that. Right? Of course. Right. Spelling, pronunciation. Of course. All these things changed prior
2: to and the publication of book. I would this like point. to think
0: that those changes
2: evolved for reasons other than ignorance.
0: So you think ignorance only began January 5th, 1958? I and think. And prior to that. I
2: think that it has hastened the I, deterioration of our language.
0: And you think it's deterioration and not just I think, evolution.
2: I think that there is a, a great anti-intellectual movement sweeping the country. When I did it start? Maybe it started when Kennedy was elected. Because he was the smart-ass, rich Harvard president. Lyndon Johnson was certainly an anti-intellectual. Uh-huh. And maybe even before Kennedy, there were not they weren't so intellectual but we learned things in school like grammar and spelling rules that they don't teach anymore when i was teaching years ago a friend of mine who was the english teacher he believed that grammar shouldn't be taught in high school that it was a specialty that only english majors should study as something of interest but otherwise you should write the way you speak and that that was good enough. It all became part of let's not stifle creativity and self-expression. It's uh, content is more important than, no, substance, what is it? Tell me what I'm trying to say. I have no idea what your quote is. Substance over content, that's what, something like that, where it was more important that you expressed your thoughts than that you spelled the words correctly. So to correct kids, was to discourage them from being creative. Ryan, you've been exceptionally quiet during this discussion. I'm listening. I'm listening. Is this because you're one of the dumb buggers who mispronounces things? No, because
1: I still feel that if something evolves because it is more useful to do it in the incorrect way, then I think that that is valid.
2: Doesn't it disturb you to have something that you know is wrong be used yes. commonly. Ryan, you hate
0: the internet acronym LOL. Yes. Right, you despise it. Now, what if 40 years from now, and you are a really cranky old man. Right. LOL, by that point, what if it has been become accepted as a word? As a word. Never. It has become accepted. It's in the dictionaries it, as But a it's word. horrible.
1: So... So, but, but people are using it. It's but, far more useful. But, but there, there's there is no use to it. People are, are making up their own use. Oh my God! People are making up their own way of, of no, of not conveying making up ideas. their own way. They're making up their own use of it. Yeah. So, so it doesn't. It ha- it serves no purpose. See, like ginormous. No, but ginormous is not lazy. Lol. Well, what is about
0: acid versus flex- flat? <laughs> Okay. I can't believe what, you said what, it. What about flaccid versus flaxid? I don't Flaccid know, is becoming more but, viable in, in... But flaccid in is not
1: lazy. LOL is, here I've written something, I don't know what to say next, so I'll say LOL and that will you get know, me like out of this.
2: I used to get, and, and Eve, we'd get letters from this old family friend, and after she would write something funny, in parentheses, she would put the word SMILE.
0: And so this is this is this is the handwritten predate of emoticons. Yes, That's way what this before is,
2: right? way before emoticons, uh-huh. exactly. And it always did make me smile. I see L O L as like a little smiley face, that
0: doesn't different. It make your gag reflex sort of. No, no but like, that's I, like, I like I
2: like LO. That's I
0: different. Like
1: B-T-W, I, I, is, this, I like B T W. I like we're using we're we're going into a, this is a different thing. E S A D. I like a lot of Hold ones. on, this is a different thing. <laughs> L-O- S- I, calm use down, calm down, I use emoticons. I use emoticons when I'm saying something in a text or in an email that is meant to be sarcastic or meant to be a joke. I will put a smiley face emoticon because email has no tone uh, for the most part. So if you're writing something sarcastic, it's helpful to put a smiley face because then they say, oh, well, he's being sarcastic. I get it. But LOL in a text, when somebody is sending you a text and they write something that is not funny, it's just a sentence, and then they go dot, 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 and then they go LOL. Which does, it has no connection to the what they've just said. I because had lunch at
0: Taco Bell. LOL. LOL.
2: Well, they must think it's funny.
1: But it's not funny. Well, to you. <laughs> I don't get the joke. Explain the joke to me. Maybe
2: the people who see your little smiley faces don't get the joke. They think you're still being
1: snarky. Maybe. I don't have a lot of friends. <laughs> this could be why. This could be why. But... I mean, you just—you just—I mean, it's just everywhere. LOL, LOL, LOL. Now, if—if if this this woman who who wrote you letters after every sentence wrote smile, would you still smile? She wrote it a good five to ten times in each. But letter. after every sentence. If she wrote smile after that had. There are
2: some people who are chronic gigglers. <laughs>
1: Now, I
0: want to return to my argument, my 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 false imaginary argument in support of LOL because I, I don't like it. But if forty years from now it has become accepted as sort of a sentence commentary, as something of an exclamation, as just something that doesn't have a natural definition of its own, but you people use it to. But I think I, ex- think that, you know. that,
1: I don't think we have to wait forty years. I think it's happening now. Well, it's now. not in
0: the dictionary. I'm saying that at some point it has become so accepted and so used that it has made it into the dictionary. Because as we know, XOP, what is a dictionary? A dictionary is... A dictionary
2: is descriptive. It is not prescriptive. You cannot go to the dictionary as a reliable source. It is as, it is less reliable than Wikipedia. It is, I mean, look up the word bimonthly. Oh, if we've, you want we've done to know bi-monthly or bi-weekly, and you look in the dictionary, the first definition of bi-monthly will be every other month. The second definition will be twice a month. How are you supposed to know what bi-monthly means? Well, it means both. It doesn't. It does. No. It has gained no, usage no, and in both can't ways. It not mean both. Why not? It only gained usage as twice a month because of ignorance. Which and began I reject in the Kennedy that. administration. <laughs> I reject that. No, ignorance has always been around.
1: I, I I agree with your theory, but I still and I don't mean to 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 harp on this, but I still feel that something like flaccid
0: Woo <laughs> Woo This sound, by the way, is very familiar to me. When I would make mistakes practicing the piano as a child, I would hear this from the other room. No,
2: you would hear, uh,
0: Well
2: uh,
1: That that too. That's
2: what you would hear.
1: I feel that... Don't say it! That that your perceived mispronunciation... It's
2: not my perceived mispronunciation. It is a mispronunciation.
1: That the mispronunciation of the word flaccid has evolved... Out of usefulness and not laziness. slash oh! oh wrong,
2: absolutely wrong. Flaccid is just as easy to say as flaccid.
1: Well, and there we go.
2: There we go. What can I say? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I think. Uh... I
0: I hope I haven't
2: disappointed.
0: No, no this Oh my is God, this is, this is wonderful. If anybody has any specific comments they would like to direct to XOP, please send us email at uh, rbxblog at gmail.com and uh, address your comments to XOP and we'll pass those on to him.
2: All right, I'm leaving now. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Drive carefully, have fun, I love you.
1: Wow. That, that was awesome That was awesome He's awesome He's awesome Thank you so much XOP yeah. For coming on the show I still Slightly disagree with you <laughs> But Well that's I, how See goes. I agree with the concept Yeah I swear to God I agree with the concept Of Of not just being ignorant And stupid And right. lazy And just making Words fit Whatever the hell But he want. said
0: himself That he has inconsistencies he That he can't defend So Why can't the ones that he doesn't like of yours just be your inconsistencies right. that you can't defend. We all have them. Yes. We all have them. We it's, all do. No. It's, and I may have said this in the in the interview segment, but if not, if you have thoughts about this topic, and I, I'm sure some of you do, and would like to correspond or communicate with XOP, write us an email... Tell us it's for XOP. We'll pass it on to him, and uh, and obviously jump into the comments on the blog as well is a great place to discuss yes. your point of view on this topic because I think it's a fun topic, and it is. we're all we're all language lovers, we're all word lovers, so this is a it's a fun thing to to it debate is. and discuss.
1: Uh, speaking of debating and discussing, I was uh, over Thanksgiving, I was doing the Wall Street Journal crossword puzzle. Okay, it was by uh, Brendan M Quigley down under, starring Tom Selleck, Magnum PI, Blue Blood.
0: See, when you do it that way, I like it better. Okay. When you just sort of run it together, I don't like it as much. But that you put blue blood in its own little place there <laughs> by changing your voice and doing that thing with your hands
1: worked better. Okay, good. Yeah.
0: I uh, also want to point out Mike Shank. I think edits the puzzle at the Wall Street he Journal. He does. He does
1: indeed. Yeah. And I was doing uh, what uh, if whatever one comes out on Friday, the Friday one. Okay. And it, and is it was, not a once a week puzzle? Is it? They have one every day. I thought it only came out on Fridays. Then that's the one I was doing.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: a good thing that's the paper I got. Yeah,
0: it's a 21 size. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, a it's a Sunday size Sunday puzzle, size. but it comes out on Friday. Yeah.
1: And the theme was fun. It was bizarre. Uh, it was uh, dollars to donuts. So it, there were phrases that the word dollar is in. Like uh-huh. uh, Taft's uh, policy was, is dollar democracy. Uh-huh. And you just substituted a donut name. So it was old-fashioned democracy. Oh, and it was different donut names each time. Yeah, and it, there was no correlation. It was really—I mean, once it, it took a while to figure it out. So, bet your bottom, chocolate frosted, it's something like that. Exactly, chocolate frosted was in it. Was it? It was a, 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 a day late and, I, and a chocolate frosted short. Nice. Something okay. like that. Anyway, that's not the point. That's not what I want to discuss. Okay. There was a clue, and I don't remember exactly what the clue was. But we have examples from this week's New York Times where you have the clue, and then it ends with comma. Say, Uh S-A-Y. For instance, uh, on Thursday, uh, 12 Down, uh, this the puzzle by Bill Thompson, last Thursday's New York Times. uh, 12 Down was Feeling Gloomy, Say, and the answer is In a Mood. Uh And then uh, you find that other one.
0: Yeah, and then there was another one in the Saturday puzzle, which was by Sean Vonsothorn's name. Uh, It was uh, 41 Down Red Cards, Say. And the uh, answer was ejects. Okay.
1: So here but here's the thing, here's the point. So I was doing this puzzle with some of my in laws, some uh-huh. of my family. And they are not big puzzle people, but we were all kind of gathered around and working on the puzzle together, which I love, and they would say, So what's the what's the clue to this what's the clue to this? And I said the clue to this, and let's say it was feeling gloomy, say. And they all looked at me and they said, Say? What what does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? And In my brain, I know when I see that, I know what that means. What does it mean? I don't know how to (laughs) What I don't understand
0: is, how is it different from when it's not there? Why why isn't feeling gloomy the clue? Why isn't red cards the clue for ejects? Red cards seems like a fine clue for ejects. It's what happens in a soccer match. But
1: I think feeling gloomy, the answer is in a mood. I think feeling gloomy is not is, in a mood is not a definition of feeling gloomy. Fe, you can be... In a mood is an example, is of, an feeling example gloom, of feeling Or is gloomy. feeling gloomy an example of in a mood? It's one of the two. Yeah, uh, But it's not... They're not equal. No. So I think that's why I say is, but without having the answer there, without knowing the answer to explain yeah. to them what the clue was going towards, I had no
0: idea how to explain that. I wish I could remember the specific clue and answer, but I feel like I got into quite a debate with June Pock over a clue and answer pair, maybe it was over the summer, uh, where I felt that the answer and the clue did were, were completely dis- disparate, were completely unrelated in their sense of... You a pirate? In their sense of specificity, uh-huh. and that one was really specific and one was really vague. This, this bothers you. It totally does, but that seems to be the perfect time to use comma say uh-huh. when one thing is an example of the other, uh-huh. but I don't
1: know. I don't know either. Somebody out there must know the rules about when we use say includes. Somebody must, and also if you could explain explain, explain it to me in a sentence of... Fifteen words or less. Explain it to me as if I was a small child. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so if I'm doing a crossword puzzle with somebody who doesn't do crossword puzzles and they want to know why is say there, how would I explain that? You need that a
0: fifteen-word sentence that explains it back to them. Explains
1: it back to them. Yes. Okay.
0: That sounds good. There you go. We could do that. Uh, We'd also like to speak briefly about a book that's out. Uh, It's by David Astle. Astle. A S T L E. We're not sure how to pronounce it. He's Australian. And the book is only available right now in Australia. At Borders. Uh, If you go to borders.com.au, you can find this book. It's called Puzzled Secrets and Clues from a Life Lost in Words. And it features two and a half pages about us. It does. It talks about me and Ryan. Uh, and Lollapazula. 282 and 283 and 284. Uh, I believe the book also mentions Amy Rinaldo and Rex Parker and Brendan. No, and no, 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 no. All these other nobodies. Uh, but it talks about us for two and a half pages. It's, it's, in, a,
1: it's in a uh, s- uh, section called Tourneys with a Twist, Crossword slam downs, and Pazula. We are attorney with a twist. Uh, so I think Amanda probably needs uh, royalty. And she oh, was, she did
0: invent the word Lollapazoola. She did. And now it's in a book. So, Amanda, Amanda you might want to yeah, talk to somebody. Step up on that.
1: Uh, and it's interesting because he starts off talking about the ACPT, and there's a little bit about uh, the Telegraph and the Times for a, a paragraph. And then the next thing is Lollapazoola. It's pretty cool. It is cool. Uh, there are some. There's there's a single factual inaccuracy Uh,
0: He he cited our blog As if it had the slogan Come on brain, think smarter And as we all know Our slogan is come on brains Be more smarter In fact our website address is BeMoreSmarter.com
1: I think if you go to ThinkSmarter.com You buy a computer I think that is what you end up with Either Uh, that or just Steve Jobs
0: shows up at your house With a bunch of ideas
1: And and, and, and David (laughs) Astle Uh, uh it, it, uh, we Thank you for putting us in the book it, yeah,
0: David, it, if you listen to this show uh, Get in touch with us rbxblog at gmail.com uh, We're very excited that we're in your book But uh, talk it, to us It sounds It's it's kind of written like we were interviewed It seems like we were interviewed But we weren't No, I don't remember
1: being interviewed
0: No Were you interviewed? No I wasn't interviewed we
1: were, We've been interviewed for other things
0: We were interviewed once for a newspaper in Jackson Heights Yes Uh, Once for
1: a newspaper in Brooklyn. Once for a newspaper in Brooklyn. But never for a book in Australia.
0: Yeah. We were interviewed over the internet by uh, a student at Fordham, maybe? Maybe. Somewhere. I don't remember where she went to school. Uh, So, I don't know. But never by Australia. But we appreciate it. Well, thank you, David Astle, for putting us in your book. We are excited about that. We are, indeed. I'm looking forward to reading the rest of the book. Uh, I just skipped ahead to our pages. I knew which pages they were, so I just jumped ahead. Yes, I'm sure the
1: rest of the book... Is almost as good.
0: (laughs) Almost, but not quite. The contest of then. Our contest of then came to us from Patrick Blindauer. Patrick L. Blinditilitila Blindauer. Yeah, I just made that one up. That's nice. Uh, And it was something to the effect of put a three-letter adjective inside a five-letter relative to get a kind of wheeled vehicle. And we got, surprisingly, more answers in the form of poetry than we've ever experienced before. I asked for a limerick. You asked for a limerick, so we got tons of limericks, and we also got other forms of poetry.
1: Well, what What is the the answer?
0: To uh, the, the answer, well, the answer is unicycle. Yes. The adjective is icy, and the relative is uncle. And you put icy after the n of uncle, and you get unicycle. Now you have an uncle, David. I have an uncle,
1: David. I do. I also have an uncle, Arthur. When he is cold. Does he resemble a unicycle? He does. Does he? He does. Interesting. Yeah, he sprouts a wheel <laughs> where no wheel had been. <laughs>
0: Yikes! Yeah, why don't you still, let's read these? All, all right. right you go Our ahead.
1: first limerick is from Amanda Yesnowitz, the unparalleled <laughs> parallel verse engineer, a shining light to us all. Yeah. There once was a vehicle so dicey, precarious and perilous, yet pricey. This big hunk of junkle make riders say "uncle," especially on roads slick and icy. Now it's That's not good. this this is fantastic, but it's not really fair because Amanda is a librettist and a lyricist.
0: It's true. Amanda definitely she has a way with words. She does. I don't know if you've heard that before, but uh she's she's proclaimed that yes. in song.
1: So she's a it's a bit she's a bit <laughs> of a ringer.
0: Uh we have a uh, limerick from Jennifer Narang. To the uh sorry, I'm wrong already. To answer the contest of now, we must rhyme unicycle somehow. But some words sometimes have few or no rhymes. I met a pilot from Delta.
1: Very funny. Uh, I, I like I, that. I this is very bizarre because at a party I was at last weekend, I truly did meet a pilot from Delta. Did you really? Yeah, no, I'm I'm absolutely serious. And wow. I'm thinking, did I do I know this person? Do you know Jennifer Narang? Jennifer, were you at a at a at a wedding party in Brooklyn last weekend, perchance? Interesting. Interesting. Very bizarre. Howard Barkin writes the contest per, per, Howard Barkin writes, The contest proposed on the site is easy, not much of a fight. I'll send unicycle, this word I do like, although this limerick doesn't rhyme.
0: I do like his effort to rhyme unicycle with... like all, like all though Yes. like all though It was a good try. Yeah. Uh, We got some variety poetry from Tuning Spork, a.k.a. Bob. Yes. Tuning Spork, a.k.a. Bob, gave us a limerick. The contest of now is dispatched, and the answer I herein attach... Uncle surrounds nicely the adjective icy in the wheeled unicycle natch. He also gave us a haiku. There's a split uncle surrounding the word icy in unicycle. And he gave us a sonnet. Just kidding. Interesting. It's not not the standard sonnet form. No, it's I'm used s- to sort of the fourteen seven, line form. Oh, fourteen. Fourteen lines. It's, I like uh, my I like a half it's, sign. It's, sonnet. I believe it's six rhyming couplets. No, it's three. Three quatrains with an ABAB rhyme pattern and then a final rhyming couplet. Is that right? Am I getting that right? I don't know. It's been a long time.
1: Doug Peterson. Uh, Doug Peterson, the uh, Crossword Gentleman and man about town. He also gave us a a, a, a haiku, and haiku. I'm not sure. An haiku? Okay. An haiku. Running short on time. Answer is unicycle. Haikus are easy. There you go. And the winner, as chosen randomly from our fleet
0: of correct answers, is Kevin Ashworth. Kevin Ashworth Smith from <laughs> New Ashworth. Zealand. Kevin Ashworth, our actor friend, Kevin Ashworth. He sang "Happy oh, Birthday" yes. to me. Uh, Martin Ashwood Smith is the Canadian, not New Zealand, uh,
1: crossword who constructor. Who is from New Zealand? Okay, fine. No, no, I'm di- no, I'm, I'm, I'm asking a question. Oh, I'm I not thought saying, you were <laughs> I'm not saying who. Hinge. Martin Ashwood-Smith, who is Who's, from New Zealand. Nah, that's, that's not, not what, what I was saying. saying. It
0: wasn't a comment. You're asking the question, who is from New Zealand? Who is from New Zealand? All right, maybe that'll be our week contest of now. W-E-A-K, contest of now. We're taking a week off next week, so there is no contest of now right now. Uh, but ne-
1: send, send us the most interesting person from New Zealand.
0: Absolutely, and put it in the form of some sort of obscure poetry. Uh, yes And we'll read them in two weeks when we come back with episode 128
1: Invent a new form of poetry That's right I want to see a A, B, A, D A, A rhyming scheme Okay, A, B,
0: A, D, A, A Yes A, B, A, D, A, A Yes That's the rhyme scheme we're going for uh, And uh, this is this poetry is called a hectude
1: A <laughs> hectude That's the name of this form of poetry, the hectude Look on the horizon! It's a thunder god! Haiku! That sucked. What? That sucked. It
0: wasn't a haiku. Monday, November 22nd by David Poole. This was uh, a a bunch of uh, food things. Money, though. Food money. Canadian bacon, Monterey Jack, Italian bread, Boston lettuce.
1: I almost... Boston lettuce?
0: What is Boston lettuce?
1: What do you mean, what is Boston lettuce? It's a type of lettuce. Seriously? I've never heard of Boston lettuce. It's very lettuce. soft lettuce. It's delicious. Iceberg
0: lettuce, romaine, endive. I've heard of these. Arugula. But Boston lettuce is a lettuce. Never heard of it.
1: Uh, I almost cracked three minutes with this puzzle.
0: I would have cracked three minutes, but I had a wrong letter... I was not happy with the crossing of 53 down, French painter of Le Pond de Montes, or whatever, and uh, 68 across, New Mexico County, whose seat is Alamogordo. First of all, I hate the county whose seat is kind of clues. I hate them. Okay. I absolutely hate them. County whose seat is what? What the hell does that even mean? What does that mean? What is a seat? A seat called Alamogordo? They name their chairs? What is that? I don't understand at all. Anyway, it's crossing something French with something Spanish, and I never heard of either of them, so to hell with Monday. What what are you doing? Oh, there we go. Save it. You're going to need to do it six more times.
1: Tuesday, November 23rd by Richard Chisholm. Richard Chisholm Trail. Okay. The Chisholm Trail. All right. Then. Riding down the Chisholm Trail into sure. the sunset. This was uh, Poker Hands. Yep. Uh, four Aces, Three Kings, Royal Flush, It's a Deal, uh, Mayfair.
0: Wonderful. That it sounds cruise. good. I've never gotten a Mayfair.
1: Really? Yeah. What's oh. in that? Uh, it's, uh, you have uh, an eight of clubs.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Usually. Yeah. Get usually, your props while you make this usually up.
1: Usually it leads with the eight of clubs. Okay. It leads with. And then you follow with um, uh, the joker. Yep. The instruction card. <laughs> yes. And any three. Okay.
0: That sounds good. But so you have to six call card it a tray. Eight. You have to call it a tray. Oh, any
1: three. Not any three cards. No. Any, any three. Any, any three. Any, oh, I see. Spade. But, so the... Club. I see. Heart. Diamond. Or any of the others. (laughs) Moon. Horseshoe. Yep. Wednesday,
0: November 24th by Alan E. Parrish. This was, it had a notepad. When this puzzle is done, read the eight circled letters clockwise, starting with square number 24 to identify this puzzle's theme. This puzzle was weird, it had the names of space shuttles. Yes, and then the circled letters spelled out shuttle, but what was weird was that the circled letters were just sort of in arbitrary places, and then you had to read them clockwise. Like they didn't make a circle, they was didn't it? make the shape of a shuttle. They were just no. sort of there, and you could sort of find figure out how to read them clockwise. Uh, I don't know. That's that's what I got.
1: It was, in, it was it's odd.
0: Fifty-seven down. Workers' Rights Agency. OSHA. NLRB. Lerb. You knew that one NLRB, yeah. mm-hmm. really? Orbit site, atom, A T O M. Okay, I feel like that should be orbit site. Say <laughs> maybe, yes. maybe, but it crossed with things I had no idea. Sixty-four across, fish, fowl, nexus, nor fish, neither fish nor fowl. I thought it was or-a. neither fish or that's, a fowl. That, but that's that's man or a mouse. I was getting them mixed up. So that's really your fault. It is, and sixty-seven across, envoys building embassy yeah i didn't know emb yeah i didn't know I, that nlrb and emb
1: i couldn't get that crossing oh are you next here you go thursday thanksgiving, thanksgiving tea day bill thompson is the author of this fine puzzle this had nothing to do with thanksgiving that's right zero nothing this was all all the theme answers ended in a letter that is represented in a Scrabble game by one tile.
0: I found this theme so peculiar, and after I even read that instruction many, many times, I still wasn't quite sure what I was doing.
1: Uh, it was a little tough to get your mind around, but. Uh, he for instance, sort of
0: randomly starred ten answers that happened to end with a letter that is, exists only once in Scrabble.
1: But the letter is of its own, it's not the end of a word. Oh, it was never the end of a word. I don't it was only so. as a single letter. Malcolm X. Right. Generation Z. Right. Special K. Avenue Q. Avenue Q. Uh, LL Cool J. Uh huh. So I think that was the theme. Okay. Uh, you know. I guess that's okay. That's fine.
0: I did realize as it went on that it was just initial letters, you know, like single letters uh-huh. making up a, a part of the phrase. But I still found it very weird.
1: I didn't find it any weirder than the space shuttle one.
0: I found that one weird, too. I found this whole week kind of weird. Friday, November 26th by Gary Steinmell. Uh, I couldn't solve this. This had three movies I'd never heard of. Ice Station Zebra, Mark of Zorro, and Prisoner of Zenda. A theme on a Friday. Kind of themey. Uh, three adventure movies, but uh, or action movies. Were they action movies? Oh, no, they weren't all even the same.
1: Hmm, they were uh, they were all movies that were the last
0: one, one was an action film and two of them were adventure films. But
1: the last word and it started with
0: a Z. It's true: Ice Station Zebra, Mark of Zorro, Prisoner of Zenda. But I just had so much trouble with the rest of this. I, I was useless. Could not. Could not solve. Could not.
1: Would not. In a car. Would not. Could it's not. Odd to see a theme on a Friday. And this, yeah. I feel like this is a full-on theme. If that theme was in Monday, there were three related. If that was a Monday puzzle, I'm done. I'm done. Saturday, November 27th by Sean Vonksathorn's name. I think it's Chon. Sean. 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 How do you pronounce that? Seriously? Are are
0: you not are, are you joking here? Maybe. Maybe? That's your answer just to cover either way, right? That's what maybe Chon, means. We have <laughs> That's what it We had we had a, we had 6 why mini else would episodes. You use maybe? We had 6 mini episodes about how to pronounce his name. Do you not remember this at all? Yes, he flew through a ceiling. He, f- <laughs> Chon. It's Chon Vonsathorn. Right. Narayan, Ashish, Chon Vonsathorn, Vengsakar, Venkash. <laughs> I blew it. I you blew did. it. Uh, Saturday. I would have done it in two takes, but I won't go back. No. You can never go back.
1: Uh, this was a relatively easy Saturday. 20 minutes. Took you 20 minutes? I did this in 20 it took minutes. Took me much longer than that. But, but I couldn't do Friday. There you go. Uh, 32 across, show in which many pots disappear, the biggest loser. The biggest loser, pot bellies. Do you ever, ever have one of those cl- This was a clue for me where I just wanted to know what the answer was. I was so curious as to what the answer was that I just focused on that area so I could get yeah. that answer as soon as possible. Yeah. I couldn't think of what it could be. I
0: got that one pretty quick. I didn't have many crossings in place when I got that
1: I one. got the the. Yeah, I got the the, but then
0: I I needed a couple of crossings and then I had it.
1: But I think this I thought this was fun. Uh I liked seven down defeated contestant in a face off first one to, bl- to blink. Uh-huh. I think that's fun. Uh-huh, uh-huh, that's good. That's good. Thank you, Chong.
0: Yes, indeed. Sunday, November 28th, uh by Jeremy Newton. This is titled A Shining Moment and uh it is a left to right symmetrical puzzle. This is not your standard rotational symmetry. The theme here is that uh
1: what? No, it's true. It is true. It's why, are you, true. why are you laughing at I me? I just think it's funny.
0: Why? I think it's funny. Anyway, the theme uh, is uh, here I at 148 didn't... across. Uh, annual Manhattan event represented symbolically in this puzzle. It's the tree lighting ceremony. How is it
1: re- represented symbolically?
0: Because the word on, uh-huh. it's a rebus puzzle, and the word on is in a bunch of squares. Right. And if you were to... Uh, I don't know, like color them in or something, or draw lines connecting all of the ons. It's the shape of a Christmas tree. I don't get it. You don't get it. I don't. You don't get, get how it's the shape of a Christmas tree. I get how
1: it's the shape of a Christmas tree, but why? why what does on have to do with anything?
0: Uh, well, uh, one twenty down, start for one forty-eight across, and it's on switch. Right. So it's all of the lights that are now turned on. The lighting of the tree, they are turned on. So these are lights that are on.
1: <laughs> Please stop doing. That.
0: <laughs> Uh I don't know. I don't know either and here's part of why I don't know there are other instances of on in this puzzle that yeah. were not in the rebus yeah, that which I didn't me. like at all. Conan 110 across. Big name in late night. I might
1: argue he's not such a big name anymore. He's a pretty big name. It's on TBS. It's still a pretty big name. Can you anyway. name another show on TBS? Uh no. There you go. Okay. Um
0: 110 across Conan. Set. And match It's a five letter entry C-O-N-A-N The O-N is not in a single box I understand that It's not I'm, I'm agreeing Similar, with you 22 across Are we not joking about that yet? The answer is too soon
1: I did enjoy that answer though
0: I did too Too soon But the on of The end of that an- answer Is in two, in, two bu- in the main theme 148 across The tree lighting ceremony There's an on in ceremony the tree lighting what? Ceremony Ceremony? <laughs> <laughs> the tree lighting ceremony. There's, there's an on in the word ceremony. I agree with you. It's ridiculous. And there were some down on's as well. I, I, I remember circling at the time. And it's not like in some of the instances on when it's in the rebus is like a word perhaps. But in other places it's not. 50 across. 50 across. Butter knife of golf. One iron. One iron has two on's in it. But neither one of them is an on. Yeah. It was very weird thought it was weird i thought that the reba should be on off to show blinking. i expected on off in fact but it wasn't other theme entries with five down when 148 across traditionally takes place the wednesday after thanksgiving and yet this puzzle ran the sunday after thanksgiving <laughs> i found that a little strange uh yeah so something to look forward to i guess so and did you know the kind of tree is a norway spruce i did not know that how many spruces can
1: you name Besides the Norway spruce? Yeah, besides
0: the Norway spruce.
1: Four. Name, name some spruces. Um, you have the uh, Norwegian spruce. Is that different? I think that's Norway. Is I it? I think people from Norway are Norwegians. Okay, well then you have the Norwegian spruce.
0: <laughs> yes. So besides the Norway spruce, we have the Norwegian you spruce. You have
1: the Trinidadian and Toboggan spruce. The Toboggan spruce. Okay. You have the Bosnia and Herzegovina spruce. <laughs> yes. You have the... Uh, uh, Turks and Caicos
0: spruce. Have you done the Sporkle quiz where you get one letter in each uh, country name? And then... No, I've seen that though. Yeah. I haven't. I haven't done it yet. Yeah, I got thirteen out of twenty-six on that one. That was the best I could do. Really? Yeah. I thought I thought thirteen was what are you, pretty good. What are you supposed to do? Oh well, you see how many letters long it is, and and there's and so you see a list of five-letter countries, and they show you a single letter in each of the five positions, and then you see a list of six-letter countries, and they show you a single letter in each of six positions. Same with seven. I don't know. Maybe same with eight. Yes, because they use all twenty six letters of the alphabet. So there's five fives, six sixes, seven sevens, and eight eights. And th- and just from that, you have to figure out the rest of it. Now I will tell you, half of the countries I never heard of. Yeah, never heard of. Now you've done the other one, so maybe you'll be fun. All right. I don't know. I need to
1: try it. Sporkle dot